Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Two Point Podcast, where our conversion rate is always 100%. I'm Craig, and I'm joined by Nate. Hey, guys. Typically, we do the Thursday Night Football uh, podcast. Today, we're going to be doing the Thursday Night Football, and we're going to be throwing in the Saturday games as well for the preview. Uh, If you guys were looking for our recap episode from Week 14, we had a little bit of audio issues with that one, so we kind of had to nix it. But... I think we're we're working on getting that problem solved, so it shouldn't be an issue moving forward. We'll start off with the Chargers and the Raiders. This game is in Las Vegas. The Raiders are three-point favorites. Over-under is 53 in this game. We got a, a lot, a lot of injuries. So on the Chargers side, we got Nazir Adderley, shoulder injury. Pretty much didn't practice all week. Was He's doubtful for the game, so I assume he will be out. Keenan Allen, uh, wide receiver. Hamstring injury, didn't practice on Monday, then was limited in practice the last two days. He is questionable for this game. I assume he does play. Brian Balaga, the right tackle, is out with the concussion. And Austin Eckler didn't practice on Monday, limited in practice the past two days. He's questionable with a quad injury. I do assume he will play as well. Uh, Denzel Perriman, the linebacker, he's still got that back injury. He hasn't practiced all week. He is doubtful, so we don't think he'll be playing. Then Mike Williams, the wide receiver, didn't practice on Monday, limited on Tuesday and Wednesday with his back injury. He's questionable for this game. He's kind of hit or miss whether he'll actually end up playing in this one. Or if he does end up playing, he might leave the game once again because he's been known to do that. Then on the Raiders side for injuries, we got Jonathan Abram, safety. He's out with a concussion. Then Damon Arnett, the rookie corner out of Ohio State. He's also out with a concussion. Cleland Farrell, the defensive end, hasn't practiced all week out with the shoulder injury. Nick Morrow, the linebacker, didn't practice all week. He's also out with the concussion. Uh, Nevin Lawson did miss practice today due to illness, so he's questionable for tomorrow. We'll see if he ends up playing or not. And then Jeff Heath, the safety, went to IR. So that's the list of injuries. Quite a few for that game for sure. On the Chargers side, we're looking to see uh, if Justin Herbert can ball out in this game because it should be a very good matchup with him. If you guys didn't listen to that list, uh, pretty much half the Raiders' defense is missing in action. Then we got Austin Eckler. He should have a pretty good game once again. Obviously, like I said, he has that quad injury, but I would expect him to play. The Chargers' defense, we'll see if they can step up or not. They did get uh, three turnovers last week against Matt Ryan and company, so we'll see if that can keep that up in this one. On the Raiders' side, we want to just see Derek Carr be efficient, protect the ball. If they can do that, they should be able to win this game. Uh, Josh Jacobs, see how he looks in this game. Obviously, he's still limited with that ankle. See how much he actually ends up playing, whether he gets more carries or not. Uh, And then the wide receiver unit for the Raiders as well. Henry Ruggs is also on the COVID list. He will not be playing in this game. Last but not least, we got those defensive backs for the Raiders. Like I said, there's a... no Abram, no Arnett, no Jeff Heath. Uh, Nevin Lawson might be out as well. So you're looking at LaMarcus Joyner and who? who? <laughs> yeah, honestly, there's a lot of injuries uh, on obviously the defensive side for the Raiders, but that's been their downfall pretty much all season. So honestly, the, it's the next man up mentality. I know they're playing at home. Raiders are always play really well at home this year. So I, I hopefully they, uh, they kind of bounce back from uh, – from those injury issues and obviously be able to just be efficient this week. Obviously my, my focus for the Raiders is obviously on the offensive side of the ball. I hope uh, Jacobs is ready to go just because to help shoulder the load between him and Booker. 
If not, look for Carr to kind of ball out. I think that that Chargers secondary, like I've stated in the past, is kind of high risk, high reward. Um, I feel like Carr is obviously a very capable quarterback, and so I feel like he could obviously pick apart that defense that's been susceptible to the pass this season. On the Chargers side of the ball for me, though, just like you said, I think this is a really good matchup for Herbert with all those injuries. I don't know if he has the gumption to kind of do that. Uh, Atlanta kind of, they they limited the uh, exposure of Keenan Allen. I can kind of see the Raiders try to do the exact same attempt. So if Eckler isn't ready to play tomorrow, they're going to be kind of in a world of hurt. They're going to have to rely on the hands of Hunter Henry and and obviously the other wide receivers that have been less efficient throughout the season. So hopefully Eckler is ready to go. And if he is, I hope that that obviously helps extend the chains a lot for the Chargers this week. But for me personally, I have the Raiders winning this game. Who do you have? Uh, I have the Raiders as well. The only way I can see them losing this game is just that if the defense doesn't do anything, obviously they're very banged up and they've had their share of struggles. Uh, important to note, Paul Gunther did get fired, and Rod Marinelli is taking over as defensive coordinator. He is somebody that's very experienced in this league, so we'll just have to see how that uh, pans out for them. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think that, obviously, the Chargers, they played a, a susceptible defense that's gotten better throughout the year with Atlanta last week. I felt like they were rather efficient against the Chargers last week. I feel like the Raiders' defense, unfortunately, due to injury, isn't as good as Atlanta's defense in this matchup. So I can see them kind of making adjustments for that as well. But, I mean, obviously, it's it's really hard to go against Derek Carr, especially at home in Las Vegas, considering how they well they played, regardless of how banged up that on that side of the ball they happen to be this year, this week. Yep. Uh, so we'll get moving over to the next game, and that's the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos. The Bills are actually six-and-a-half-point road favorites in this one. Over and under of 50 points in this game. And we'll get moved over to the injuries. On the Bills' side, there's really only one main injury in this one. That's Teron Johnson, the corner. Uh, he's been limited in practice two times this week. Uh, he's been he's in a concussion protocol. I don't think he's cleared yet. We'll see if he is able to pass through that to be active for this game. Uh, shout out to him. He helped me win fantasy last week against you with his pick six. <laughs> yeah, you did. You're my second loss. <laughs> You're my second loss. So hey, I'll take it. It was worth it. <laughs> yeah. And then on the Broncos side, we got Melvin Gordon didn't practice on month or he didn't practice on Tuesday. It was limited in practice on Wednesday with the shoulder injury. Then we got Kevin Tolliver. He's a corner for the Broncos. Uh, he's kind of important just because they have no other corners right now. Uh, so he didn't practice uh, both days this week with a knee injury. Graham Glasnow, the guard, missed last week. Been dealing with a foot injury. He's been limited in practice two times this week. So hopefully he's back in action this week. Philip Lindsay was listed on uh, with the hip injury as well. Uh, he was limited in practice on Tuesday, but didn't have any status on Wednesday. So not sure what's up with that, though. Then Garrett Bowles and Noah Fant, you know, the starting left tackle on the tight end. They're both full practice. So it looks like they're going to be able to play this week. They both had a little bit of illnesses last week's. Then for Denver, I'm kind of just looking for Drew Locke to kind of repeat the success that he had last week, have them be able to run the ball kind of efficiently, balance it out that way. And then, like I said, I'm really just looking at those defensive backs because they have Michael Ujimudi and like a bunch of guys off the street pretty much. And then on the Bills' side, you just kind of want to see Josh Allen keep rolling. Can the Bills' defense repeat the good defense that they did play a week ago against Pittsburgh if they can do that? They should win this game pretty easily. But if they can't, 
and they've been pretty inconsistent on defense this year, it could be an interesting game. Yeah, I completely agree with you on your assessment of that, to be honest with you. For the Bills, they, they do need to do exactly what they did against Pitt last week. They were really efficient in the air. Jared Allen excuse me, had 230 yards, uh, helped open up the run game toward, to kind of maintain that time of possession in the second half to limit the possessions for, for Pittsburgh. They're going to need to do that again this week. Obviously, that Broncos defense, they haven't been living up to par this year, but obviously not having assistance on the offensive side of the ball. It makes, uh, when you're on the field a long time, inconsistent play happens. So I see Singletary and Moss just kind of helping support that later on in the game if they can maintain the uh, consistency like they did last week. Um, and then obviously I see Diggs just continuing to get the uh, the targets that he's got. He's obviously already got to 100 targets already for the year, which makes him first in the NFL. He's obviously third in receiving yards behind Kelsey and Metcalf with 1,167 yards. So I see him seeing a lot of targets this week to kind of help kind of spread out that offense a little bit. And then on the Broncos side, just do what you did last week. I mean, they they only had 10 drives in total last week. They had a total of 20 first downs. Uh, on third down per conversions, however, they were only three for eight. So they're going to need to obviously clean up that third down and help extend those chains. Keep leaning on uh, Melvin Gordon and obviously Lindsey. Take that load off of Drew Locke. But if Drew Locke plays like he did last week, who, who knows how, you know, the the obviously what this team's going to look like in the future, but they're going to need to play exactly like they did last week to even be close in this game, in my opinion. So for me, I have the Bills winning this game. I, and like you stated, I assume you have the same. Yeah, I got the Bills winning as well. I just think it's too hard for Denver, especially with that depleted defensive backs uh, for them, especially just, you know, you're playing with a third round rookie and a bunch of guys off the street, essentially. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But we'll go over the next game. That's Carolina Panthers and the Green Bay Packers. Packers eight and a half point home favorites. And the over-under in this game is 51 and a half. On the Packers side, the only major injury that we're watching is Jay Sternberger, the tight end. Didn't practice uh, both days this week. He's still dealing with that concussion. Honestly, it really doesn't matter if he plays or not. Panthers side... I believe it's Dennis Daly, the guard. He's been dealing with his own concussion for a while now. Limited in practice two times this week. We'll see if he ends up playing. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, is somebody we're watching. He's got thigh injury. Limited in practice uh, yesterday. Didn't practice today. It doesn't sound like he's going to end up playing. Then Russell Okun, pretty much the same thing as McCaffrey. Limited in practice uh, the first or yesterday. Didn't practice today with his calf injury. He's been kind of off and on with that calf injury all year. On the Packers side, honestly, you're just looking for them to keep rolling, especially on offense. Uh, defense, just be efficient and limit the Panthers from you know moving the ball down the field, essentially. On the Panthers side, you're looking for Teddy Bridgewater to step up. I know I kind of gave him a hard time, but he really hasn't done much this year. He doesn't really move the ball too efficiently until late in the game, it seems like. Uh, that Panthers defense, they're definitely going to have to step up. They got a lot, a lot of good young players on their defense, but uh, it doesn't. They don't match up the best with the Packers, especially uh, trying to cover Devontae Adams. The last thing I got for them is they do get DJ Moore back this week. He's coming off of the COVID list. He did test positive uh, before last week's game, so we'll see what kind of shape he's in. But he's definitely that big play difference maker that they need on their offense for sure, especially if McCaffrey is out in this one once again. 
100% he's going to be necessary for them. I hope he is uh, obviously ready to go. The Panthers' offense is only averaging 23.6 points per game. Uh, obviously, against this Packers' offense, that's not going to be enough. I think this is a, a lot for them to chew. That defense essentially got picked apart by Drew Locke last week. I think this is, like you said, there are a bunch of young guys on that side of the ball. So Aaron Rodgers, I feel like, is a more susceptible quarterback to uh, learn how to play your defensive positions <laughs> from uh, a lot more efficiently, I guess. I see a big hill for the Panthers to climb this week. Obviously, being a Packer fan, I, the Packers are averaging 30 points a game. That's a very unbiased statement. That's just accuracy. They're very efficient on that side of the ball, regardless of who's lining up at wide receiver. Devontae Adams is going to get his touches. I see Jones kind of being utilized in the backfield like usual. Um, it'll be interesting to see the efficiency of Tanya, and I know that Aaron Rodgers is very efficient at utilizing to whoever's open, so he might actually see a nice touch this week. But I just see Aaron Rodgers having an average Aaron Rodgers game, 300-plus yards or around close to 300 yards and possibly anywhere between three to four touchdowns uh, in particular. I don't think that this game will be close, and that's kind of unfortunate because like you said, the Panthers are they, they've kind of been uh, riddled with uh, with injuries this year, especially to their very uh, uh, highly notable players on that roster. So um, I have the Packers winning this game, as obviously I assume you do as well. Yeah, I think Packers win pretty easily in this one. I think we kind of talked about it earlier, just joking around. You know, I don't know how the Packers lose this game unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, essentially. Yeah, essentially I agree with you 100%. There's going to be a lot of factors on the – on the Green Bay side that would have to kind of happen in order for the Panthers to even have a chance. Rodgers, in my opinion, is having an MVP season. Obviously, in the last game, another notable person that you could probably have that same conversation with is Diggs. But in this offense, just Aaron Rodgers is just obviously a Hall of Fame quarterback for a good reason. So he's just he's going to eat this Panthers defense alive on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Why, did they draft a rookie quarter, why did they draft a quarterback in the first round again? Uh, because of the numbers you're seeing out of Aaron Rodgers right now. <laughs> so I am a little annoyed they uh, they drafted uh, Love, but on the exact same consequence, I mean, that's essentially how uh, Aaron Rodgers started. The difference is we didn't trade up to get Rodgers. He fell to us, and they actually didn't want to take him. They were just like, in Green Bay, that's how we draft. We take the best one on the board, and he was the only one in the top 20 that hadn't been selected yet. Supposedly he was number two on their board that year, so – Yep, and then when you look at 18 spaces below your number two selection, you're stupid not to take him in the first round if he falls to you. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, love will be interesting. I think you and I talked about how efficient this offense would have been under uh, if Boyle were to get the start. <laughs> like, say they wanted to – not saying this would be an option to rest Aaron Rodgers, obviously, with the playoff push coming up. Um, they have Tennessee the following week. So, and I believe we play at Chicago the last week. So, obviously, we kind of have a downward slope going into the playoffs, currently having the number one seed. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to get a weak break there. Uh, more or less, I don't think that's really the issue on the offense side of the ball. It's just making sure that defense can stop the run. If, if the Panthers are efficient with the run game tomorrow, even without Christian McCaffrey, they could in theory, make this like a maybe a two-possession game. I mean, you look at and saw what Detroit did yesterday, with, uh, sorry, last week, with essentially just Ma- uh, Matthew Stafford. So Swift got his touches. AP obviously got his touches within the five-yard line like usual. So, I mean, yeah, anything's possible in the NFL. I wouldn't count the Panthers out, but the Packers should win this game. Yeah. Honestly, the Panthers would have to do a lot of things right in this game, especially on offense. They, they got to run the ball, control the clock. 
I'll say one thing, though, is the Lions, they were pretty efficient in the screen game against the Packers. So it'll be really interesting to see if uh, Joe Brady rolls some of that out because um, a lot of what the Packers defense has been susceptible to is the screens and them short crossing routes across the zone coverage as well, which I think you could use, you could probably utilize uh, DJ Moore pretty well in those in that way. And if he gets one of those ones like Michael Pittman Jr. did when they were playing the Colts, DJ Moore is going to be gone even quicker than Pittman was. Oh, yeah, 100% agree with you on that, 100%. The defense is going to need to obviously kind of, for lack of a better term, get their stuff together, essentially going in these last three weeks. These are three teams that you can easily stop. Derrick Henry is going to be a great test for them, obviously, next week. I Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up 200 yards against us. So, I don't know, I guess we'll see what happens. All right, guys, thank you for joining us once again. This was the Week 15 preview, and this was actually for the Thursday football game and the two Saturday games as well. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed this one. Uh, once again, we do apologize for our recap getting kind of mixed up due to some audio issues. Hopefully everything will be straightened out going forward, and we'll be able to provide some more quality content for you guys. But once again, thank you for joining us. This was the Two Point Podcast with Nate and Craig. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed, and we'll catch you next time. Stay safe, guys. We appreciate it.